everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, I have been getting some feedback about basically what you undergo in your hormonal cycle. And the feedback I've been getting is that women want to understand better what's going on with their hormones. And so I thought I'd dedicate this episode to learning a little bit about the phases of the cycle and what to expect from your hormones in the phases of your cycle and when they're augmented by medication, say during an IVF cycle. So what happens as a cycle is basically you have four phases. You have your menstrual phase, which starts with day one of your bleed, and then you progress into the follicular phase around day three, four, five. And the follicular phase is characterized by a rise in estrogen. That rise in estrogen grows the follicle that contains the egg, hopefully, or multiple eggs if you're undergoing uh, an IVF cycle. So the menstrual phase is basically a flatlining of your hormones, like your progesterone and estrogen peak and then drop right when you get your period. And that's what allows the shedding of the lining because the hormones were actually keeping the lining intact. And so then after they flatline and you shed the lining, the estrogen starts to creep up, your lining starts to build again, the egg is growing. And then you have a bit of a peak in estrogen and a surge in luteinizing hormone. And luteinizing hormone is the LH surge that you see on an ovulation predictor test, the OPK test, um, that mark ovulation. So you get a surge of that hormone, which sends the egg shooting out. It's basically like the trigger shot. uh, And that's the ovulatory phase. So there's the menstrual phase, the follicular phase, when your estrogen is rising and you're growing an egg. There's the ovulation phase characterized by a surge in LH hormone, and then you're into the luteal phase, which could also be referred to as the implantation phase. The luteal phase is characterized by progesterone. Progesterone is uh, the hormone of incubation. So it keeps the lining intact. It keeps vascularity, like lots of blood flow going uh, to the reproductive system to grow a fetus. And uh, it is at its peak during the luteal phase. In fact, pre-ovulation, before ovulation and the follicular phase, it's usually under one. So you always know if you've ovulated, if you take a blood test, because if you ovulated, your progesterone would be high. And if you haven't ovulated, then it would stay low under one. And then what happens with the luteal phase is that if you're pregnant, you're progesterone goes up even more and it just stays up essentially. If you are not pregnant, it drops off, you shed your lining and the cycle begins again. So that's the the natural cycle. And and most of the things that you do with IVF or, uh, or even an IUI and medications cater to the phases of your cycle. Even if they try to manipulate them somewhat with the medications. Generally, that's what we're working with. We're working with the menstrual phase, the follicular phase when you grow the egg, 
the ovulation phase where the egg or eggs are triggered to be released, and then the luteal phase. So the hormones, as I mentioned, are we have the flatlining in the menstrual phase, and we have estrogen as the dominant hormone in the follicular phase. Estrogen, when it's healthy and healthy levels, will make us feel clear. It'll make our skin glow. It helps us have collagen. It helps us have a clear mind, feel inspired, be in a good mood. Estrogen makes our boobs perky, um, our body not feel kind of like saggy. Estrogen is fantastic in the right proportions. In the wrong proportions or if we're not eliminating it properly, like metabolizing it well, we will maybe experience terrible mood issues. We might be really emotional, lack control over ourselves, feel irritable, anxious, depressed. Uh, We may feel puffy, have swollen breasts. Uh, So there's a lot of really negative symptoms, really bad periods, like painful or flooding menstruation. So when estrogen's out of whack, it's a problem. And when we're going through IVF, we tend to have an abundance of estrogen because the goal of IVF is to get as many eggs as possible. Each egg secretes more estrogen. Um, So let's say like around like 200 units of estrogen per egg. Uh, that's a mature egg. So like, say you have 10 eggs, then you're at like 2000 units of estrogen when in a normal cycle, you'd have like 200 kind of thing from just one egg. So that's a lot, uh, that, that could make you feel extremely puffy and out of sorts. And then if you layer on top of that in a lot of cycles, they're doing priming with estrogen. So if you're preparing for a frozen embryo transfer, they're, they're building your lining with estrogen, Sometimes they're priming you for a retrieval cycle and they're using estrogen. So estrogen is our friend or foe and it can get really, really out of whack when we are bringing in fertility intervention. So I want you to be thinking about like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be doing IVF or I've already done it. And you know, what can you do to bring balance back? Because The thing is like a lot of women are like, Oh, I did one cycle. I feel fine. No big deal. I did two cycles. Yeah. I'm starting to like gain weight and feel out of sorts. Oh, now after three cycles, I'm like messed up kind of thing. And sometimes it's after one cycle. Like I've I've seen women who uh, did one IVF cycle and are like, I'm never doing that again because of how badly it threw them off. And some women are very sensitive to the effects of estrogen. Like it just makes them feel really bad. Like the weight gain is consistent for most people, which just makes you feel disgusting. Um, and then the mood issues, I can say those are pretty common too. And, and then the breast ascension. And for some people, it's the period stuff like migraines, really bloody periods, really painful periods. Um, and so that, that a lot of that is the effect of estrogen. And some women have trouble metabolizing estrogen to begin with and metabolizing, I mean like detoxifying excess estrogens, getting them out of the body. Usually that's done through the function of the liver and the digestive system. Um, so like good, healthy bowel movements, super important, not jamming up your liver with like booze and toxins and all sorts of stuff. Quite important, even more important if you are building up monstrous amounts of estrogen during IVF cycles. So I kind of just want to convey this in obviously so you feel good and like live a good life, but also that you have the information that like, it's not like IVF has no repercussions. Like 
it does cause issues for your body and your mind. So if you want to feel better emotionally, if you want to look better physically and feel better physically, um, then it's best to give some sort of attention to how the body processes hormones and trying to optimize the processing of hormones. So I see a lot of people do the priming of estrogen leading up to a cycle for their eggs or um, for the building of the lining. And so there's some estrogen right there. And then there's the injectable medications when you're doing a retrieval cycle. So it's basically like you start injecting Gonalef or Menopure or Folistim, and then you're growing more eggs than you normally would be unless you have low ovarian reserve, in which case it doesn't happen as much. So you're growing the extra eggs, and which means that you're growing more estrogen in your body. And so, you know, as you go through this follicular phase, this or called like the stim phase in IVF, you're building these eggs, you're building up a ton of estrogen, you do a trigger shot, and then it's basically like released like a flood into your system. And then you get super bloated and uncomfortable. And then they go in and take the eggs out. You're under anesthetic. That's more junk in your body, more backing up your liver. The estrogen is just like stuck in there you're inflamed. And then you get your period and hopefully you detoxify a bunch of the estrogen, get all like you kind of cleanse your body through the menstruation, then you feel better. But for most people, it compounds like you, you don't feel quite like you've reset. And, and I see that manifest in emotions. I see that manifest in weight gain and puffiness. So just so you know, basically what's at play here. Now, if you're going into a fresh transfer, which doesn't really happen a lot these days, most people are doing frozen embryo transfers, but let's say you're going into a fresh transfer, then you are starting progesterone, uh, either suppositories or injectables. And the progesterone can make you feel even more kind of like puffy, maybe a little bit down. Some people, it helps their sleep. Some people, it slaughters their sleep, like they can't sleep at all on it. If you're doing the injections, your butt is hurting. If you're doing the suppositories, you've got a goopy situation down there. Like it's all for a good cause, but I mean, it's not glamorous and you don't always feel great. So again, I'm just with this podcast, just trying to sort of validate anything that you're feeling. Also let you know what to expect if you're going through this and hopefully give you some strategies of how to counteract the effects. Progesterone, when it's low, uh, on the other hand, like say it, it, like naturally it's low and you're a little bit dominant on estrogen, you're going to have swollen breasts, mood problems. Um, you could be really stressed out and that's what's causing your progesterone to be low. You could maybe be overly working out um, and that could cause your progesterone to be low. But basically, the moral of the story is if your progesterone's a little on the low side, then the estrogen rages out of control a little bit more because uh, they have sort of a balancing effect on each other. Progesterone, as mentioned, you know, with the synthetic, like if you have a progesterone that's out of whack, it, it can mess with your sleep. So if your sleep is out of whack, be thinking, hmm, is there something going on with my progesterone? There's the fresh transfer cycle. If there's no transfer, it's basically like you go through the beating of the cycle. Maybe you do an HCG trigger shot. Um, you get that flood through your system and then you kind of just have a rest period and hopefully again, feel better once you get your period. And then maybe you start prepping for a frozen embryo transfer, in which case you'd be doing estrogen to build your lining at the beginning, more estrogen in your system more and more. Um, and then you switch to the progesterone mid cycle. So 
what's happening here with this situation, your liver and guts are getting more and more backed up. Like the the hormones change the bacterial balance in your digestive system. And when the bacterial balance changes, you are often going to have a propensity to gain weight, to have issues with bowel movements. Often it's constipation, but some people will feel like they have loose stool. Others will just feel like they're bloated and have a foggy brain. Foggy brain is very often related to the state of your digestive system. All the medications and all the and or all the hormonal changes are leading to your liver being fairly backed up. Um, and when your liver is backed up, it will affect your emotions. It'll affect your energy levels. Uh, it'll affect your productivity. It will affect your weight. So liver and gut backup is an issue of emotions. It is an issue of weight. Uh, it is an issue of sleep. It is an issue of productivity. You've got a lot of things that start to get out of whack when your liver and guts are getting backed up by medications or hormones. Uh, other medications that you might deal with in an IVF cycle are the birth control pill, and that leads to gut bacterial changes. And also in liver function, it can help affect mood and weight. If you're doing immune protocols, maybe you're using prednisone, which is a corticosteroid, which will make you hungrier and not sleep very well and not be able to control your temper. Lovenox is a blood thinner that could make you really tired and have bruises everywhere. Uh, antibiotics, they upset the gut bacteria, obviously. That can lead to lower energy, bowel changes. Um, it can affect your immunity. It can affect your ability to focus. And then there's stuff like Lupron. Lupron is used for priming to get more eggs in some situations, but it's also used now as a suppression therapy to basically put you into menopause so that if you have some kind of growth like that's estrogen sensitive, like adenomyosis, endometriosis, things like that, that it basically like shuts off your hormones. You go to menopause and experience all the bad symptoms associated with it. And that could be uh, migraines, night sweats, uh, emotionally volatile, those things. I, I can tell you I'm using acupuncture to treat a lot of the side effects of Lupron these days. Luckily, I'm hearing a lot of doctors do natural transfer cycles these days where they it's like minimal amount of medications, maybe a trigger and progesterone if that. And so I'm loving to hear that because it's a lot less estrogen in the system because as you can probably tell from this episode, I'm, I'm drawing a little bit more attention to the fact that estrogen, when it's out of whack, can be a bit of a troublemaker. I've mentioned this already, but the ways that we can counteract the effects of estrogen are basically by helping the body to process the estrogen. So you want to help your liver. And the best thing to do is do it with a clean diet. And so anti-inflammatory, not taking in fried foods and gluten and dairy and alcohol and lots of caffeine and things that are going to bung up your liver and guts. Chocolate also not a friend because it it's not good for bowel movements. It can make you more constipated. And then there are herbs that you can integrate. Some people do milk thistle. I think it's lovely long-term to help protect the liver. It's not a strong sort of liver cleanse approach, but it is one thing you can do. There are supplements like NAC that are helpful. There are Chinese herbal formulations that are really helpful. There are supplement combinations like cleanse smoothies and things that can be really great to integrate. Like after you've done a cycle, for example, just to clean you out and get out everything processing well. There is B6 vitamin is really great for metabolizing estrogen. I usually use it in combination with DIM and indole 3 carbonyl, which 
specifically get estrogens out of the body. I use it for fibroids, for cysts, for endometriosis, uh, for pretty much anything that is affected by too much estrogen in the system. And there are a lot of female conditions that are affected by too much estrogen. In fact, one of the things that that can proliferate with the imbalance of estrogen is HPV, the, the issues, the cervical cell changes caused by that. I find that that's more common when there's more estrogen dominant issues in the system. So just know that like you want to be able to get the estrogen out of your body. Probiotics, prebiotics are good for helping the bowel movements if probiotics aren't working on their own. Greens powder will help to uh, process, help the liver to process everything. Lots of green leafy vegetables, especially bitter ones like dandelion and radicchio, those will purge the liver. Uh, the digestive system obviously does well with fibers. Seeds are really good. Um, the, the oiliness and sometimes just like the mucilage from things like uh, chia seeds can help the, the bowels to move more easily. Acupuncture is excellent for both of these things to help your body process. It's basically like a catalyst to the detoxification process helps to get all the junk out of your system. Um, but I will say this, nothing works as well as a healthy diet. So my recommendation is to maybe not go have cheeseburger and a bottle of wine after you've had your retrieval. Uh, you know, if you have to have a little something just to make yourself feel rewarded, I understand, but it's literally the worst time to indulge because your body is just like, it's basically like under siege <laughs> from excess hormone buildup and medication buildup. So you want to be supporting the detoxification processes rather than kind of loading crap on top of it. So that is uh, the ins and outs of it. There's a lot more that you can do um, to get catered with it, depending on what's going on with you. But um, start with the clean diet, the things to help the liver and the gut cleansing, and, and just to honor the fact that your body's going through a lot. And if you're doing IVF, you want to definitely focus a bit more on cleaning out. But even if you're having some of the symptoms I described and you're not undergoing IVF and just trying naturally, you're having estrogen dominant symptoms and you want to focus on helping your body clean that out because you might just have a predisposition to having a bit sluggish liver or sluggish bowels and, and you don't eliminate the excess hormone well. And, and it'll only start causing issues. And the goal, you know, with everybody listening to this podcast is probably to get pregnant, but know that postpartum, and even when you're finished having kids, and then you get into perimenopause and menopause, if you have too much of this hormone buildup issue, your symptoms are going to be really bad. So think about that now for how you're feeling. And then in the future, and I hope this uh, helped to shed some light on, you know, what to expect and, and how to care for yourself in the process. Thanks for tuning in. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.